Welcome to Good Service. We are your hosts, Ben Chung. And Kevin Zha. Each week, we'll be breaking bread and having real, raw, and vulnerable talks about life, faith, and everything in between, and always over a fire meal. Thanks for joining our table today. Let's eat. Folks, today we have singer, songwriter, producer, speaker, and the most amazing person in the world. <laughs> we have Pauline Zoe Park in the hey, pod. let's go. Thanks, guys. I'm just going to be honest. That was my third try. We, we have a new intro, so we are catching a new flow. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, the food. The, we have amazing Thai food today. We have holy basil. We have a pad CU. We have a Thai omelet. I've never had a Thai omelet before, so I wanted to really try this beef tataki. And we have some amazing dumplings. So we're going to get into. I don't know. I've never tried this place. Um, Kang said this place is good. So, so um, Pauline wants to eat right away. Get so into it. She, oh, has yeah. to, she has to eat it. Yes. And now give us a review yes. of the first item. Yes. First bite Please. from the guest. Give us a quick review. Okay, I'll try it. What are you getting into first? Okay, she's going the for the dumpling. dumpling. I'm going to do dumplings right, with cool. her. I'm going to do yeah, dumplings let's with her. Let's, let's, yeah. let's do it. Let's go. That did not taste like what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be salty. It's like kind of sweet. Mm, There's true. a little bit of a kick to it. Pauline, give, give us the breakdown. What are you tasting right now? Is this what meat is it inside? I think it's pork. Pork? Oh, no. Yeah, it tastes a little porky. I like it when dumplings don't have too much inside. It's like kind of simple. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the shape. It's easy to eat. <laughs> the shape. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Holy Time. I'm getting into this beef tataki right here. Holy basil. Holy basil. Oh, oh holy basil. Yeah, holy basil. My bad. Holy basil. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank Ooh. you, holy basil. I'm going to get into this beef tataki. I, dude, the beef tataki. I just had that right now. That's bomb. Wow. Really? Yo, that sour kick surprises me though with the spaghetti. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh, God. No, I like it. I like it. The fish sauce. Mm. I love fish yes, sauce. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. And all right. Cool. Now that we got some food, um, <laughs> Pauline, give us give us some story time now. Uh, we we love we love to start out with like a little bit of backstory, mm-hmm. a little bit of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us like where you grew up? I love how we like stuffed her face with I food. I know, like, but and you know, I'm giving her I'm, I'm with filling, the question. I'm filling the space so it gives her some time to chew <laughs> and then swallow, and then so she can tell us her story. Yes. Yeah. You know what I want to know? Actually, I want to know. Um, <laughs> first of all, mm-hmm. let's let's go with like deep origins, and then we'll get wow, into where you are. I want to know. Deep origins. I want to know okay. like like how did God show up for you? I think that'd be kind of cool to learn about and where you are today. Okay, so I'll start off with the background a little bit. Mm. Um, I had a very unusual childhood. I was my parents were basically missionaries growing up, so. Um, there were church planters, and so I moved like every other year my whole life oh, wow. <laughs> until college, I think. Um, so Where I was, were you born? Mm-hmm, I was born in Boston on the East Coast, oh. Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to the West Coast. I lived in Northern California. I lived in like OC. I lived in Santa Monica. And then I moved to Korea when I was six. And then I moved to the UK when I was eight or nine. I went oh, to school there wow. for three years. I moved back to California and then I lived in like Pasadena. I moved once there, went back to the UK for high school, 
two years, Yo, came back. What's that, what's that like moving around so much? Like you <laughs> yeah, can't wait really, a minute, wait a minute, wait can't a minute. really plant roots yeah, anywhere. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people always ask me like, oh, that's so cool. Which place do you like the best? It must have been so fun. But I think at the time, because I was young, it was really hard. And because like you said, like I didn't feel rooted anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I always had like such deep questions about life and hmm. like what's the purpose of life and and what is reality what is truth because culture is so different you know i, I moved continents languages oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. school system everything was so different so i always questioned from a young 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 age like what what is real what is the meaning of life the purpose of life um, you have siblings Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a middle child, so. Oh, shout out, middle child. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I have so much to say about that too. <laughs> I really believe like the influence of birth order on your personality and a lot of things. But I didn't used to, but I do now. Yeah, because yeah. I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not yeah, classic no, middle same. child, but I'm like, maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you didn't believe that before? That's a hundred percent a thing. Yeah, I totally did. Because I'm the firstborn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I have a younger, I have a younger sister. Yeah. Really? What? Mm-hmm. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, and you have a older brother, younger older brother. sister, younger brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's same as me. Whoa. Yeah, older sister and a younger yeah. brother. So okay. There's three of us. Um, yeah. So, I think I felt very. I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I felt very rootless. And then I learned recently that the sense of rootlessness is actually one of the big causes of like depression and mental mm. health issues and mm. stuff. And definitely when I was young, I had a lot like this is getting I know we just started. But no, it's all good. This is this we real. get into the yeah, deep stuff. No, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. deep roots. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is real stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, had, I had a lot of kind of depressive suicidal thoughts Whoa. and things from a really really young age from mm. as young as i think 12 i think that's really yeah. young yeah, yeah super young so yeah that's kind of how i grew up um and then i finished off high school in california i went to malibu high for two years yeah from the uk um, I, so i switched from like a korean korean private school like I don't know if it's private school, but Korean Korean school yeah. to a like a British girls school, Whoa. and then I went to an American public high school. Wow, you wow. just like you just experienced it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mad culture shock. Yeah, mm. so I mean, I have a question right away. So while you were doing that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as someone that moved around a lot as a child, actually myself, oh, no way. yeah, I would love to know when you were going from new environment to new environment, even though you had siblings. Did you have this sense of like, it is no matter what, it's overwhelming and it's like actual trauma. But as you're doing it, did you like do it in stride? And so your defense mechanism, was it like, I'm going to be outgoing or or Mm. was your defense mechanism like, I don't care about nobody? Mm. Or was it something different? I think I, a few things. One thing is I became really good at knowing how to succeed, like how to adapt to an environment according to that culture standards, which is good in that I feel like I'm very adaptive, but it was bad in that I feel like I became so like, I know how to, I know how to shape shift. Like I know how to be who they want me to be at all times. <laughs> and mm. so, yeah. So if you want me to do this, I'll, you know, I 
learn the language, learn the school system, learn the culture. Um, and almost that kind of hindered me from like, who am I? You know, who is there any stable core in me? What's your MBTI? MBTI, INFP. INFP. What oh. is an MBTI? Myers Briggs. Oh, that's what they call it? Yeah. I know Myers Briggs. I never heard it called MBTI. I don't know what the TI is. I don't know either. Oh. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> Myers Briggs. Yeah. Time in attendance. But, yes. um, and though, okay, one other okay. thing though is I think now when I look back, I channeled all of that into like my artistic oh, hobbies and yeah. stuff. And it was like my escape. So ever since I was young, I had so many artistic like interests and hobbies and what was I the would first just get yeah immersed. i want to know what wasn't yeah i think the first actually was singing <laughs> hmm. singing um writing songs i didn't even realize i had, i was writing songs at that age until i found this like notebook recently at home from like i think my mom saved it or something <laughs> but it was like i was writing songs when i was nine <laughs> wow okay yeah and were you self-trained or did you take music lessons um mostly like self-trained didn't really get much because i moved around so much too we didn't really get lessons like we couldn't do anything like that really wow. so we're gonna come yeah. back to that that's <laughs> something i'm gonna dig into, continue, continue yeah um i think i definitely became i don't know whether it's because of my environment or my natural personality but i definitely became very introverted and then everything I want to express is like in the art art. So I think it's kind of, yeah. What what were you um, pursuing in terms of like school and things like that? Did mm -hmm. you have like aspirations to mm -hmm. become something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. well that's, that's actually a huge part of my testimony too because um, I had no plans to go into music and to become a musician. Mm -hmm. It was always something that I just saw as a hobby and I was raised in like a, our, our family culture and extended family is a very kind of traditional Asian in that sense where art or music wasn't necessarily a viable option mm. <laughs> or a legitimate kind of career option. Um, so, and Were your parents supportive of your artistic pursuits? I think now they are, but in the beginning it was, I think they just supported me doing it as a hobby. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they should, yeah. And so were you um, sort of uh, pressured or encouraged to pursue a particular career path? Uh, well, both of my parents are professors and they teach mm -hmm. at Pepperdine. Um, and oh, wow. Wow. So, so from missionaries to professors. Yeah. What, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do, they, what do they teach at Pepperdine? Um, my dad, he teaches at the graduate school, business school, he teaches wow. finance. And my mom teaches at the law school. Whoa. So yeah, I come from a very academic family. So Whoa. I was very academic growing up too, like very school, straight A's. Like I was- She's smart, y'all. <laughs> yes. Going okay. that, I was totally going that path. I was like valedictorian. Yo. Uh, yeah, like all the way in high school, like in college too, almost like, yeah. That means like full attendance, straight A's. Straight A's, never got a B in my like life. Like accelerated never classes. Never got a B? Okay, I don't think we could talk anymore. <laughs> Hey, she doesn't belong on this podcast, though. <laughs> I'm I just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're qualified to be kidding. speaking to you. I'm no, just kidding. All that to say, though, that like God really threw that out the window for me, though, because when I really encountered God and he really changed my life, that's when music really kind of became like he started calling me into it, putting wow. me more and more into it and yeah. slowly, like almost like 
letting go and throwing away so much of what I thought my life was going to look like yeah. and what success and worth looks like, mm. you know, through achieving versus through this like totally, it, you can, you can say it makes no sense or it's stupid, yeah. you know, from yeah. the perspective of some people, my like extended family, you know, my grandparents, they, you know, they would think it's foolishness, you know, but God has really took me on this journey of like, what is valuable in this life? Where is God really pulling my heart? And how, and like just learning to say yes to that in faith over and over again. So since then, it's been like, since college, it's been like this journey of really turning a different direction almost, yeah. walking in faith. I love that. One thing I wanted to uh, double click on and pause real quick on was, yeah. Um, in this season, I'm learning a lot about identity and naming things, right? Mm. And mm -hmm. also languaging because yes. I've been programmed for myself. Yeah. I use a lot of negativity in my language mm. and that actually affects the way I think mm. about things and the way I behave. And I didn't even realize I was doing any of that. Mm. And you, you brought up identity mm. about like, you know, there's this rootlessness, yeah. which there's no roots. Um, there was also something that just stuck out to me like right away when you were talking mm -hmm. that I wanted to talk about, which was you were like, I had all this academics that I was building up towards. And then, but for a great reason, which is God, I ended up throwing it all away and I'm doing this. Yeah. But the language I wanted to pause on was this idea of throwing it away because none of that's lost. Mm. Amen. Mm. And I definitely want to pause. Let's yeah, go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to, I want, you know, um, Pauline Zoe Park <laughs> to really understand yeah. that the beauty in the academics and mm. what God's going to do that with you, with the art that you're also expressing, mm. we have no idea where that's going either. True. And I think it's going to be something really wonderful. And mm. I think it definitely adds to your craft. And so mm. I'm excited to see how God redeems some of those things mm -hmm. for you and brings those things together. I yeah. think that'd be really cool. Yeah, mm. I totally agree. I think I can't see how it all connects exactly now, Yeah. but I do see how in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways, I feel like it encourages a lot of people when I share this because it's not like, oh, I was, there's that, tra there's that traditional one track story. I always knew I was gonna do this and I never questioned and I had full self-belief and my story is completely not like that. It was like, I had no clue that I was gonna be doing this. And actually I was running away from it from so for so long. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so mm. I, I have found it already has. Mm. I, like, yeah, I think that's such a, I mean, it's a risk when you feel like you're supposed to be doing something because uh, yeah, like parents are encouraging, hey, you should uh, pursue academics and, uh, we were talking earlier because I was like, what is your job? And then they're like, what is he said, IT? I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, I thought you were a singer. Um, but um, can you talk about, um, you said like calling. Uh, how, how do you identify calling? Because I feel like I hear that all the time, like mm. especially in Christian spaces, like, mm. oh yeah, God's calling on your life. And um I'd love to hear your take on like, how do you uh, identify calling versus passion? Yeah. Ooh, where do I start? <laughs> I think my idea of calling has really matured in recent, this past year. 
because I think until then, I had a very、mm, specific view of my calling as something that I needed to. Like I thought it was very clear from God what my calling was, and what did you think it was? Like to make music around the world and travel and be this like traveling revivalist slash musician and share my testimony and do all、mm, these things.、Mm-hmm, and、mm-hmm. um, I had received lots of kind of words and confirmations from God about doing music.、Um, So much so that even when I wanted to deny it, God kept pulling me back and giving me more confirmations. Like this is what you need to be doing.、Um, but I think this past year, how it changed is, I realized I became such a like a prisoner of purpose, calling、mm. of this like huge assignment that I had made for myself that I thought I was supposed to fulfill, and so anything that. Until that point, I just felt like I can't be content. I can't be satisfied. I have to achieve more and more. So all、wow. of that almost like achiever personality kind of I realized got channeled into this.、Mm. And so this past year, I feel like I realized that it doesn't have to be so like narrow and so kind of unattainable. Thing that I have to strive towards, and until that point, I'm like not there yet, you know.、Mm-hmm. And so, I'm learning now that calling, I can, I am in my calling now, you know. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like, no, hundred percent. For me, I was like calling something in the future that,、mm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like working towards, and after years and years, <laughs> I can finally like touch it.、Yeah. But now I'm like, I can be. Could it be like I'm walking in my calling right now, even though there's a million things that aren't、yeah. settled, so many questions, you know, everything's unclear. I can still be in my calling because、mm-hmm. if I'm operating in the gifts that God is giving me, if I'm doing it with God and doing it to the best of my ability with as pure of a heart <laughs> as possible, then I am. In, I am walking in my calling. I have achieved the dream、yeah. or the purpose, you know. Yeah, I love that. I, I, Because I totally agree with like, because even as you're talking about、uh, calling, feels like it's something in the distance. Like I have to get to this place where I'm like, oh, now I'm in my calling. But like, I think it's important to recognize that when you feel like you are being pulled in a direction that you're like, you may, like you may never get to the place where you're like, I've arrived. I mean, you probably won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yes, I fulfilled my calling. Now I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when are you、yeah. ever done? Yeah, I think it's、true. when you feel like, man, God, I think you're you're pulling me towards this.、Um, so, like in your case, like music is a part of it, but also,、um, at least like vocationally, you're you have another job, right? And then, but like you have this passion to create music,、um, and God has gifted you with that. But I think it's important to recognize that, like,、um, calling is—it ne- never looks perfect. It never will be perfect. It's never this like packaged、mm-hmm. thing where you're like, "Okay, cool, God, I finally did it." <laughs> you、yes. know what I'm saying? Like, I did a thing. It's always, yeah, it's <laughs>、totally. always being shaped, and and you always find these pivots,、yes. and 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 that's why I think.、Um, 
I can imagine it's it's difficult too. It's not like when you're in your call and you're just like, man, everything's just clicking, everything's just working. I mean, there are times where it does, and then yeah. there are times where you question and you you um, you're like, God, am I am I on the right path? You know what I mean? And I yeah. think uh, we we yeah. like face those um, questions because God wants us to continue to depend on Him. Totally. Like and like the the humbling comes in the like. I'm not really sure, God. I, I thought we were on the right track, but I now have yes. encountered this, yes. or, or now I'm feeling this, or this is not working out as well as it used to. So now what? And I think the, these things happen because God always wants us to depend on Him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even for myself, like I've been feeling like a season of silence. Like, like God, I'm asking you questions. I don't feel like I'm hearing answers, and I'm like, I'm not seeing a lot of change in my circumstances totally. and and i as i share it with people um someone shared with me a, a song that really encouraged me it's a song called peace and there's a there's a lyric in there where it says um i found peace in the silence um and i find peace in the noise and then it repeats that like three times and it's like um i find peace and peace in the noise because i found peace in the silence and and mm -hmm. i was like wow that's interesting because it's like peace is it's like, I kind of like, to me that it felt like stillness, you know, like when something is silent and you're like, man, I'm like trying to get an answer, mm -hmm. but I don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. But like, can you be still there? Mm -hmm. And if you can be still there when, and when I, as I, you know, the, the lyric was like, I found peace in the noise. To me, I interpreted that as like excitement. Like when things are happening, like when things are going really well, it's, it's exciting. So it's like, oh wow, everything's going great. But can you be still in the in the in the noise? Also, like, is it? Do you get wrapped up in the excitement, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like God wants you to be excited, but like, mm -hmm. can you also um, be still within yes. that space and still trust God? That like, Lord, without you, this excitement wouldn't even be here. You know, so. Um, yeah, I just find that to be like a, that, that was an encouraging thing for me that I recently learned or have been learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree because I think this past year I realized that, yes, there is that outward journey of I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z and achieving these things like for God, but God has really been breaking everything down for me and showing me that the real journey is inside and it's, the trans the spiritual journey of like being transformed and like i just think of like the israelites too when they went on that 40-year wilderness journey physically it's not doesn't take 40 years to cross that they could have done it in like i don't know but definitely like maybe like a month i don't know <laughs> but god was taking them on a spiritual 40-year journey because wow. to god from his spiritual perspective that was way more important creating transforming people's hearts you know and that like inner transformation wow. was way that inner journey was so much more important to god than whatever external journey achievements progress and god really was showing me that this year so much that a lot of my external questions and things are not clear at all and i used to think like it has to be so clear so that i can do it but through them being all shattered like all uncertain i've realized that through the past few years god has really changed me so much and that even though my circumstances may seem the same inside i feel like i've grown so much in 
like having contentment in and waiting and peace in my heart that's not dependent on like a circumstances but peace in my heart from knowing like that God cares about me and more than what I can do and that journey of like becoming who he wants me to be yeah. um and that is yeah. like the greater calling almost yeah oh amen. you know amen so What's exciting just listening to your process and journey is that there's so many people that we've I've been personally running into that is reverting to what you're saying, mm -hmm. where it's like they felt like this waiting period or this like longing for these big lofty things to happen for God to come and like spoon feed them this win, mm -hmm. you know, but instead it's like the entire process is just breaking changing <laughs> totally. them, shedding all these different terms you know and there's a couple of things that i heard um in the past like six months for me personally is this idea of like mastering these small moments mm. right because how am i going to build my relationship with god how am i going to build my relationship with my friends that i invest into how am i going to build my relationship with my wife and the wins are those 30 minutes I get in the morning. Mm. My wins are the two hours I get with my kids mm. every day. Mm. Because where life is, it's not like these big, lofty, giant success moments or down moments or whatever. Mm. Those are just moments. But what God is teaching me is that life is the everyday 30 minutes, the everyday two hours, the everyday three hours. And if I could be present in that moment and master that moment yo i'm mastering life mm. that's so true and it's just like it just hit me so hard especially mm. in these last few months because mm. i've been seeing and witnessing this in my marriage of like how like healthy it's gotten and i'm like i wonder like what i like what did i do like it's not like i bought her roses or bought her these diamonds every day like i didn't do anything honestly and then just reflecting on this with my wife i realize I'm just showing up consistently yes. and she's showing up for me consistently and it's like completely changed who we are. Yes. Wow. And I just couldn't, like, it was such a simple answer, but it was so important. And I love everything you're saying because the other thing I wanted to pause about that is just the city of where we're at. Like we we're we're filming in at Los Angeles, California and <laughs> here in LA in a big city, there's a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of broken dreams, especially nowadays with yeah. all this stuff going on in the world. Mm -hmm. There's all these like big expectations here. There's a rat race, right? Totally. All this comparison BS culture yeah. that we keep running into here, especially. Mm -hmm. And then we had a uh, we have these Bible studies that we do, and we had. Uh, someone here from Seattle or, or Washington, I think. I don't know which Washington actually didn't ask, but I think it was <laughs> I think it was Seattle. So like someone or yeah. So visiting from Washington was like, it's great to see LA waking up. And I was like, what do you mean? Because he used to live here. And I was like, dude, it's everywhere in this city in the last week that I've been here, people are just waking up to the Lord. Mm. And it's because no one is comfortable here. And I was like, what? And it's because in, in Washington, they could afford, cost of living is way cheaper. 
Everyone can get everything you want. You have your home, your boats, your cars, your everything. What, what am I doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> I know every day is stream move. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but when the world makes you fat and content, mm. it also makes you blind, deaf, and helpless. Mm. And he was saying, why would you yearn for the Lord if you have everything you need? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't even, the fact that he gets to see that perspective was dope. And mm-hmm. I was like, thank you for sharing that with me. Mm-hmm. And no wonder in this city, in these big cities, people are just like, enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they're literally hitting their rock bottoms left and right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I, I love, um, man, that just really like uh, ministered to me right now, bro. Thank you for that. No, no, but like, um, as you were saying, like the little uh, everyday yes. things, um, spending time with your wife, like a good interaction with your kids, uh, having a good meal, like these things are the things that we 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 almost sort of um, like, oh yeah, that's like normal, like a good meal, like yeah, that's like uh, that's everyday stuff, but like that's the stuff that we experience the most. Like, so if you're having these like small moments, like uh, a great interaction with um, a friend to, um, you know, experiencing just good weather, like that's the stuff that we experience most often, but yet we get so dissatisfied because we're looking for like, but when am I gonna get that thing? Like, when (laughs) am I gonna, you know, um, make this amount of money or, uh, you know, have a an album or whatever that like goes platinum. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like that stuff is. I mean, it's not bad to want those things. It's that like, but like, wait, what are you like? Yeah, that's a that's an event or that's a one time thing. But what about those every single day things yeah. that God gives you? Because that's I was actually sharing this with somebody yesterday at our Bible study. Um, like, I was like, man, I just feel like I've been wandering. I just feel like I've just been in the wilderness, you know? And, and you know, as you're talking about the Israelites, but like, like, did God, in in your wandering, did God ever make you go hungry? Did God ever make mm-hmm. you go homeless? Did God ever, like, take away your clothes? <laughs> like, no, he was faithful to you in, like, he gave you literally everything that you need. Yet you're complaining about the fact that you're like, but God, I still haven't arrived to the the place that you yeah. said I was supposed to get to. Yeah. And and as you were saying, like it's a it was a spiritual formation that was happening within that wandering. Yeah. Because if you get the thing, He knows that you're gonna stop, like depending and relying on Him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's such a good thing because um, again, I, I'm just speaking on a personal level. Like I'm like, Lord, I just feel like I've been kind of wandering. Um, and then like there's there's a like a dissatisfaction even in my own heart and like that like is very convicting in that like but dude like has god taken away anything that he's ever promised you like no he's actually given me that and more um so i think that's like that's really good to yeah especially in a place like la where everyone is is, they have these like lofty dreams right like i gotta i gotta be this i gotta be that but um Man, I like. I'm gonna shout out the homie Earl. Like he, he was share, sharing with me yesterday, he said that um, he was recently in, in India, and he was like, "There's this, uh, um, or maybe no, I think he was talking about Half Dome. He was like, he was hiking Half Dome. <laughs> yeah, he was. And um, but he did go to India. But uh, he was telling me about the Half Dome. His whole experience was like, um, he was like, man, the views were the best 
on the way up. Like, but then he's like, once I got to the top, it looked kind of like it was just flat and it just looked like I was just high up. But he was like, crazy. the views were the best. Like, as I'm like, yo, like, as he's like climbing, that's dope. he's like, dude, that's this, crazy. these views yeah. are crazy. <laughs> that like, symbolism right there is Yeah, so I was like, fire, man, dude. like, because we always think that the destination is where we're going to get like the payout or whatever. Wow. But it's like, yo, dude, like pay attention to what you're experiencing as you're climbing, right? And yes. the climb is difficult, right? There's elevation. It's like, yeah, you're, it's, so it's. Good. It's a journey, but like, don't forget to like look around you as you're as you're climbing. And I, I was just like, man, that's so good. And then uh, he also dropped another bar. He's like, the fruit is in the valley, not at the top of the mountain. And I was like, what? Whoa. And I'm like, I was like, <laughs> bro, you're, like yeah, he was, he was blowing my mind yesterday. Yeah, the fruit is at the in the valley, not at the top of the Yo. mountain. Oh, no, that's so good, bro. There's so much there. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode so far. Just to keep it real, it takes time, energy, and resources to produce this pod. If you feel led to, you can support us by donating on Cash App at Good Service Podcast. Any amount, large or small, is truly appreciated. Thank you guys so much. We love y'all. Back to the episode. Question. So, Polly, now now that you're going, I love where you're at in your journey. Actually, that gets me. Re- that gives me so much encouragement. It gives me so much conviction. Thank you for sharing that. Right. Now, as for those for those that are listening, I mean, you're you're in a very unique um, position. You're a creator that's creating. You also you're working. What is that? I I I specifically know people like by name and phone number that would love some guidance on how you handle that. Because some people feel like I'm a creator. I don't want to get a job. Like I don't want to like, or they're in a job and they're creating, but they just hate every day. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with that struggle? Ah, man. If I said I had it all figured out, I would be lying because (laughs) I always wrestle with this even now. Yeah. Because I've thought about it like, you know, full-time job, part-time job no job and go all into the creative thing have a job that's not related to my calling or like to creative things or have a creative job you know which one of these is right which one of these is you know yeah and so i think i've come to a point now for me where um actually having a job even if it's not full-time it helps me to create because interesting when I have no, if it's when everything is just creative all the time with no structure, because a lot of creatives, you're, you're managing your own time, you're your own boss, you know, so everything is on you. And when there's just too little structure, it actually doesn't, it's not conducive for me to like creating well, because there's too much mm. pressure on, like, on that alone. But when I can have a time when I'm doing something, that's not related to it. When I come back, I feel like it kind of refreshes the joy of creating. For Is me. it like there because mm-hmm. you're not you don't have the financial burden of like, am I being able to support myself like in the creative space? So like having the structured job is like, cool, I get to my my, my bills are paid here, but I get to just not worry about that when you when yeah, you're creating. Yeah, I think so. Part of it is that too, like the pressure of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I have to make my living only from this. Right. 
and I'm not like I'm not allowed to do anything else. I don't think that that's true. And um, I used to. I think I have a good friend. His name's Sam. Um, who's actually you know James Sam Ock. He's a musician too. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like I, a, I know of him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was he here? No. But Why he's does like his name sound so familiar? Probably because you've heard of him. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, he he. Hawk is a very unique last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of him. Yeah. He was in the rap group with James a long time ago. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> he's kind of like he he opened my eyes up a lot too because he does videography, video lighting stuff as well as music, and he's like a pretty established in my opinion in doing music and and that just like he shared like we don't have to. Who says that you're not an artist if you don't make all your income right, from right, music? Right. Yeah, you know it's a matter of perspective and your own, I guess, identity. You don't just because you're not doing it like full time and everything is all in on this alone doesn't mean you're not an artist. And also things can change too. That's what I realized too because I think I have to have one system of doing it, and it has to stay like that. Like that's it. But things can change. You know, maybe in the future. I'll be doing something else. Maybe I'll be doing it more fully. I don't know. But for now, this like works for me. And it's kind of going back to like always depending on God. Right now, He has provided for me this job. And so I choose to receive it thankfully. And then also, you know, I know that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I have to stop creating. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know in the future, something else I have to still ask and seek god <laughs> what mm. what now you know what does mm. it look like now so um yeah no i think that's great because that's like your experience and i think that's like a really real like you're just right now this works for you, you yeah know what i mean and yeah. then i think one of the things um did it always work for you or yeah okay it, it did not <laughs> okay so in those moments where it doesn't work for you like, where, was there, like, an actual, like, thing that happened where you were, like, you kind of, like, overcame that? Maybe there's some things practically. Yeah, yeah. I know there's people listening, like, just waiting for you to say <laughs> some sort of answer. She doesn't have all the answers. Yeah, I but don't. It, but she doesn't. <laughs> However, maybe in your experience of, like, how you overcame some of it. Overcame what? Like, exactly? that feeling of, like, oh, my God, I want to quit this job. I just want to sing full time. Uh, okay, so... Uh- <laughs> I it's because I only I'm only here because I went through all of that of like I mean I need a full-time job but then I was miserable or like I was in school full-time I actually went to business school and was like gonna go whole, like that whole route still on that route and then I realized I I'm miserable I my heart I want to do I want to do music and so I totally threw everything when it was only doing music basically i think yeah and then during that time is when i started realizing that i needed more structure in my life and i think it created like because i still feel like from my perspective i'm still starting i'm like i'm still learning the ropes um i felt a lot of insecurities that came from when I tell people I'm like, oh, I'm in music and I don't have, I don't do anything else. Like, so then what do you do all day kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think I get I that realized, question all the time. Yeah. So you just dance all day? I'm yeah. Like, like no, what is your day to day? Yeah. And 
so I made my own choice after struggling with the opposite end. So I tried one end of the spectrum. I hated it, jumped to the other end. And then I realized that also wasn't for me too. It could be for some people, but for me, I wasn't there yet where I could fully embrace like, yeah, I'm an artist and, you know, fully jump into that. And like even becoming an artist, like embracing that identity, it's like taking time. So I think I realized that, oh, having at least a part-time job, you know, it can alleviate the pressure. It's like my insecurity. It's, it's you know, I feel like I'm able to, yeah, just like do a lot more things, hang out with people, appreciate life more. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. How long was that process? Oh, years, I think. Like a few years, two years, three years? I would say, I mean, I'm still on in that process. Sure, yeah, yeah, But yeah. I think yeah. a few years, at least two-ish yeah. or more. The reason why I'm being so specific is like, I just know that there's like these listeners that are in this specific category. Like me? <laughs> I just want... <laughs> we have a lot of creatives that are friends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just want them to know, man, it takes time it takes and time. enjoy and you know the what? process. Yes. Yeah. One other thing I want to say is like, I, once I start, I freed myself from this notion of what an artist has to look like yeah. or a musician. And I just expand my notion of what that looks like. It actually freed me to, tr to do tons of different jobs that before I thought I have to find purpose in it. Like it has to be part of my calling. And now I feel so much more free. Like I can do this, I can do that. And I can, I can work a ca cafe job. I can do an IT job. I can do construction. I'll try this. I'll, I'll do anything because I'm not like tying my mm -hmm. worth to that because, wow. but it's been a journey because yeah, it's been such a hard, long journey of getting to that point yeah. of freedom. Wow. Like I feel more free. Freedom, yo. Yeah, I, know, that's why I kept pointing. Yeah, that was a good. That, that's that's good. actually very so like, good. I feel like I needed to hear that. Cause you know, I think when you are in a creative field that maybe you're known for something, right? Like Pauline the singer, like I know you as the singer songwriter and like if, and this is where, and I'm just calling myself out here, pride and ego comes into play. <laughs> it's like, oh, Ben the dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so if you do something that's not in that field, totally. people are gonna judge you. Totally. Like, Wait, I thought you were a dancer. Why are you, yeah. why are you driving Uber? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Cause there's a lot of like, oh, I can't do that. Cause totally. what are people gonna think about me if I do that? And- um, Also imposter syndrome. Like, am totally. I really an artist? Right. If I'm doing right. this. Yeah. Or like, have I lost it? Yeah. And it, I think it's because we definitely live in a, I'll just say LA in particular, right? Um, uh, not to say it's tied to only LA, but we find so much identity in our titles, yes. right? Totally. Uh, like yes. I, ah. like, you know, Kevin from Bored and Hungry, like, you know no. what I mean? Like, Seriously. And, and yeah. it's like, oh, what if I, what if I leave Bored and Hungry? What are people gonna know me for yeah. after yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's a challenge. I'm not even saying like, oh, so all you have to do is just not think that way. Like, it's not oh. like you could just snap your fingers and you just stop thinking a certain yeah. way. I, do. I just got a t-shirt idea. Your occupation is not your identity. We got so <laughs> many t-shirts. We got to start t shirts out. Bro, like super big in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways. Or you need to just start an Instagram where 
Oh, it's just post of text slogans. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So many. Let's like... just start that. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's uh, I struggle with it. Like literally, it's one of the biggest struggles. Is like, man, it's what so are real. how are people gonna identify me if they can't be like Ben the blah blah blah, like Ben from blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? And like that one's a tough one, you know. And um, you know, like I I have to keep reminding. I mean, this is why we need to like when. When the Bible says like meditate on the word day and night, pray without ceasing, like these things, because God knows we for, we are very forgetful. You know what I mean? Like if we're not speaking God's identity over us every single day, we know or He knows that we will slip into our own version of our identity. Yep. Um, yes. You know, like as we were even talking last night, like our thoughts, our thoughts are continually evil scripture says this and like i know my thoughts are because then when i'm not meditating on scripture when i'm not like literally telling myself like lord you said i am your beloved you said that i am righteous you said that um you know i am made whole in you uh then if i don't recite that if i don't repeat that in my head i'm just like man i better i gotta like do something cool because like what am I going to be associated with? You know what I'm saying? Like, like quick, I have to do something cool. Yeah, like I, I have to do the next cool thing so that like people care about me. But everybody has a different standard of what's legitimate and cool too. Yeah. So then you're always going to be in that cycle. In yeah. this group, it's cool to do this. In this group, because right. I mean, I just thought of that because my extended family, everybody is a doctor, medical mm -hmm. doctor. So my dad, is he has three older siblings. They're all medical doctors. And they married doctors and all their kids became doctors. Oh, all my, I have like tons of cousins, all yeah. like Ivy League doctors. This is what so, Asian perfection looks like, by the way. Literally, literally yes. it is exactly I that. Like, I have no place here. <laughs> so what is cool in my family gatherings is the doctor, you know, anything less than that is what are you doing with your life? Like, oh, so exactly the struggle is like I wrestled so whole much with it with feeling like i have nothing to show for my life i have nothing to show for my identity what is my worth because i don't have an, an md i did not go to an ivy league school and i'm not going that track and i'm doing something in i mean in their eyes music like what <laughs> you know it's totally it's like a different world and so it took so it was just so hard and i always question my worth my identity what do i have to show like for the world i can say here this is me this is what mm -hmm. i do this is my worth this is my value and you can quickly say oh okay yeah he does that you know she that's who she is that's you know but i didn't have that they have their titles status you know mm -hmm. noble saving people's lives mm -hmm. also make a lot of money you know and it's like in our fa it's a family it's almost like a family thing to be a doctor. Wow. So how do you say your parents are now supportive? Um, my parents, I think, um, so my mom is supportive. Mm -hmm. It was also a journey, a long journey. And I, I wouldn't say we're like fully there yet either, but I think my dad is more, I think, honestly speaking, I know that he would prefer if I kind of did it on the side more and just kind of go more of that traditional just get a full-time job and you can always do music forever you know yeah. on the side you know yeah and so i've also learned to kind of 
let that go too because before it would eat me up so much like i need them both to like support me and understand me blah blah blah. but i realized at a certain point that god wasn't allowing that like god knows my situation he sees obviously that we're having disagreements in my family but there's a reason why that he's allowing it what is the reason Hmm. and i finally realized oh he wants me to let go of this like idol of my parents like approval in following in obeying I also want to give you some um, encouragement there that the lesson that he might be like creating from this situation might not even be a lesson for you Mm because as a parent you know like I look at my boys all the time and I always got to let go of control because I don't raise them God raises them too you know he's the father right and so just listening to that I love that you're learning something there, but there's a greater lesson also being taught to your dad, which I think is going to be pretty sick once he like, Whoa. I'm sure he's already feeling it. Totally. I, I see that too. Definitely. We've all changed and grown <laughs> yeah. through it. Yeah. That's yeah. You, you were saying uh, earlier, I want to, um, I don't want to just uh, gloss over. You said at an early age, you had struggled with things mm-hmm. with like mental health, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even like suicidal thoughts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you or how do you still process? Like, I, I don't imagine something like that just like stops. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know if it's my personality. Maybe I have. I feel like I, I, I'm a feeler and I tend to think deeply about life all the time. So I think that's like a good recipe for <laughs> that kind of um, depressive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I will say like God, when God really met me in high school, a lot of those issues kind of resolved, but they came back up again kind of in my young adult still feeling you know i rootless worthlessness and then not having structure and so i felt that coming back a lot in especially throughout covid like 2021 2022 and i think you know when you're when you have depression even the tiniest thing requires all of your effort like even getting out of bed it's like Mm. you have to like summon your entire will to get up and i think that's something that a lot of people don't understand is like even choosing to go on (laughs) to survive today is requiring so much from you you know Mm -hmm. um and so i think for me there was no quick fix i think i just learned things over time like I need oh I need to like wake up earlier sleep earlier that helps you know we are body soul and spirit so helping my body can also help my soul you know helping my feeding my spirit can help my body so I started kind of learning more of that how God wants to help me to wake up earlier to get some you know consistent exercise that really helps and then also community connecting with people because when 
you're depressed, I think you feel very isolated and you just resort to isolating yourself so much. So I, during that time, especially in COVID, I was like very isolated and it was like my comfort, but also what was causing pain. <laughs> it's like just withdrawing from everybody, from everything. And I had no like community at the time. I had no, I live so far away as you guys know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to just like, oh, hang out. You know, a lot of my friends are in Orange County or like in LA. And so it was like, okay, just withdraw just isolate and then I felt that was the peak of like I felt alienated from my family my parents doing this music thing so I was just like in my room all the time you know and I learned that to just incorporate healthier habits I think and again also like what we were learning yesterday like my mind is I need to renew my mind mm. every day learning to catch my thoughts and just throw it away if it's not if it's not God, if it's it's going to lead me down this like route of hopelessness, I feel like I learned so much discipline in my mind, my thoughts. Yeah. Question on your music. So like with the pain that you feel or the joy that you feel, um, where do you think your style of music, the lyrics, the songs that you write, like like maybe something current you're working on that haven't been released yet, that <laughs> tease or whatever. But anyways, um, so any of the music that you do today, Yes. Like where is, is is the inspiration just all over the place from your life or is it mostly from your pain, mostly mm. from your joy? Is it all from God? Like where do you think it comes from for you? That's, yeah, I love that question because I think being a Christian artist is something that like a lot of times you can feel like you can't write about like depression mm. or very human level things because you're writing Christian music. Right. And I think I'm... I'm definitely grown to be where my faith is not something that my faith is so incorporated into me and who I am in my everyday and my humanity that I can't just write a song that's like God and then separate my real life emotions, my real experience of life. So now I'm really writing a lot of how do I acknowledge my pain in this mu- in music? instead of and, and like also do it with God instead of thinking I only have to write uplifting music that will encourage people and only when I do that is is it glorifying to God mm. but I can write songs that may not have like a redemptive end where it's like but God is good at the end of the song you know mm. I can I can write <laughs> I can write songs it's like the like, song's not finished no, until you say God is no, good no, this is how much I was in my head it's like a song is not glorifying to God mm. if if it's negative or if it's sad or it's you know has unresolved mm-hmm. things because how is it going to encourage people because right. this is god's you know what like, that's not biblical what <laughs> <laughs> i know but now, up. now that i'm free i'm like like i'm writing about all the hopelessness like hmm. depression you know identity struggles even even conflicts with my family and like drawing boundaries like hmm. it's it's like set me free so much to just write about everything and all that is part of the human experience that is okay like all in god's ocean you know is there is there a upcoming song (laughs) that's like ready but not released type of thing um i was working on stuff i have written a lot of stuff that i am is there anything you could tease live 
Right no, 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 no. I, I feel like every singer that comes <laughs> on, you always get my mind. Not live. <laughs> if if you can, because I love it when singers come out, because I love for them to bless us with a snippet of anything. You can bless us with anything. It could be a past song. It could be a current song. It could be anything you want. Just a snippet. Like Just, on my phone or like singing? No, like actually singing. Oh, singing? Like a cappella. Oh the God. reason why <laughs> is because like I, I always want our audiences to know like, yo, they're singers, bro. Like this is what they do. <laughs> and I want them to be like, and then I want them <laughs> to listen to it. Hey, Chris, I, I want them to that. listen because he, does, he doesn't like doing it because he doesn't. Look, it's up to you. You don't have to do it though. But I love, I love asking. <laughs> just sing an unreleased song or just sing like a song? Anything, like anything. Anything comfortable. <laughs> More on the comfort end is the best. I can sing Sunflower. Okay, yeah. You are the sun, and I'm your sunflower. You are the reason for the colors of my soul. You are the sun, I'm your sunflower. So I look to you and overflow. Dang I love it. I love it. Okay. See, this is why I asked, man, because I want the fan, because this is an audio thing. It's yeah, an audio no, podcast. I love it. I love and it. I would just love for our early fans to get the, you know, the the DL on like, you know, all these talented yeah. folks that come to yeah. the doors, you know? So no, love it. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, no, I wanted to touch back on that, like um, being free to be human. Um, yeah, I think that's like something that, I don't even want to say like like the secular world. I say I think even we as Christians think like we place labels on and we we like you know create these limitations like uh, we we can only do something in this realm. We can't cross this fence over here. Um, I think that's like yeah. I mean, well, at the end of the day, art is not always like wow, this bright, beautiful painting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Art is oftentimes. It, I mean, it's anything that that like is an honest expression of like where you're at, you know what I mean? And I think, um, of course, dude, we all have lived life enough to know that life is difficult. You know what I mean? Yes, there are Amen. great, there are great things and, and God is good. Yes, <laughs> that is always true. Yes. Yet we can still struggle. Yet yes. we can still um, yes. have insecurity. We can still have, um, yeah, sadness. All that stuff is like that, that stuff's a part of it. And I think um, I I like love the fact that um, you you feel free to express yourself in that way because I think I think a lot of people out there probably struggle like as Christians were like can I do this am I allowed to do this am I allowed to not feel good today you know what yeah. I mean and <laughs> make something about it yes um, I think that's that's really really dope because that's just the reality of of life <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean and I think as um, yeah, as believers, like, I don't think we should feel like, oh, we can't um, show that to the world. Because then I think that also, like, let's just say, like, as a non-Christian, um, like, oh, yeah, I, I can't, uh, like, I don't relate to Christian music. That's why I don't listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know what that life is like. They're just always joyful. Like, God is always good. You know what I mean? Like, like they just don't relate. But if you put something out there that is like, yo, like, I, yeah. I get this. You know what exactly. I mean? And I think that itself can minister almost uh i don't want to say more but just in a different way exactly than like always like you know butterflies and rainbows you know exactly, what i mean like yeah yeah like show really not tell and and like you yeah. want for me in music i want people to 
I don't want to be like, God is good and use all this Christian language, Mm -hmm. but not actually reveal anything about what does that mean though? Like, what does Mm -hmm. that mean in real life? What does that mean in my reality and the listeners like reality? But when I talk about this is my struggle of, yes, I'm a Christian, but I have these difficulties and then I'm not as explicit with it in a lot of the music that I make. So I'm not saying like Jesus, you know, but Mm. so that people will listen. You don't have to be a Christian to listen. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't like saying I only make Christian music, but um, once you listen, you can like how it sounds. And then maybe later you'll think, oh, wait, is this about God? You know, Mm. and a lot of people like have told me testimonies and stories about that too. Like, oh, I didn't realize that you were Christian. I didn't realize that you, this was about God. When the more I listened to this song, I realized, oh, I think it's about God, mm. but it could also be about something else, like sure. a significant other. So I love that like openness because there's no distinct line, like you're Christian, I'm not Christian. Or mm-hmm. like, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to make music that really like invites everybody to explore those questions yeah. and to like yeah. be human. That's real good. good, that's real good. Um, so we call this show Good Service. Um, we love to break bread and, and uh, enjoy the good meal, the good service of uh, our, these amazing food establishments. But also um, good service is uh, like whatever you, you make of it. Like, I, uh, you know, we believe that everybody has uh, a call to serve in some capacity. Um, what is your definition of good service? Mm. I would say like how I feel called to serve mm-hmm. to me by that. Yeah, whatever you want to define it as. My definition of good service. Like what's good? What is service? I think I think when we are giving our brokenness to sh- and sharing it to other people, that's how that's how God uses us to serve and build the body. It's not in our like perfection or necessarily something we can do for somebody. But in sharing our imperfection, we can show a picture of what it looks like to be like so dependent on God and yet still like walking on this journey. And I think that's kind of what service is to me, I think. because at the end of the day, there's not that much we can do for God that God needs from us. But to be little little Christs, you know, Christians, mm. showing, being an image or an example of what it looks like to walk as a human, you know, this Christian walk, I think that is how we can serve. Yeah, serve one another, you know, serve through the art we create. Yeah. That's dope. dope. That's super dope. Well, Pauline, I want to thank you for coming on and and, uh, sharing this meal with us and uh, sharing your your stories. I think uh, I, for one, I'm just super encouraged uh, with, yeah, your transparency. I think um, that's what, like, that's what real art is, is being transparent, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. um, but also like even, um, yeah, talking about just like balancing career and (laughs) artistry, like all that, there's like, like, there's a lot of people out there that are in that space, myself included. So that's why I like just hearing even your take on it uh, is really encouraging. Um, Speaking of service, how, what is a way that we can serve you and, or our listening audience can serve you? Um, 
prayers. <laughs> and well, I'm writing right now, so I'm in this like, I'm trying to write almost every day um, songs or working on songs that are in progress. And I think I feel the anxiety of I don't have, I'm not putting out enough right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm kind of gathering materials to put out. But I think that does require trusting God again in this process um, where I might not be as like out publicly, like giving things yet, but I'm in that season. So I guess um, I just want to write songs that God can use and that songs that are really real and really honest, but also ones that God can really use to bless people. So prayers for that. Dope. Where can people find your music or oh, yeah. updates on life and all that good stuff? You can find me on all the streaming platforms, stream my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, all the platforms. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. What's your, what's your IG? Instagram, just my name, Pauline Zoe Park. Boom. One word. Dope. Boom. There it is. There it yeah. is. Support it, y'all. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, for thanks for me. coming on. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. We'll do, we'll do this again. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Thank y'all for listening. We out of here. Good service. Boom. She. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe and leave us that five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Good Service Pod and on YouTube at Good Service Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, you can donate on Cash App at Good Service Podcast. Thank you. Peace.